Welcome to another episode of the Concerned Observers Podcast. This is James. Jason's here. From the depths of my secret moon base, I have waited for this moment. <laughs> it does seem like that, right? Like, we had video oh. going beforehand, and it is. Like, if you guys look at it, it looks like straight out of that movie with um, Matt Damon where he's on Mars, and he's pooping on potatoes or whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what was that movie called? What was that movie uh, called? The Martian. Yeah. The Martian, yeah, like it. It looked like you were, you know, in like a because it's a basement, right? It looks like a for, bunker. For starters, wait, let's get the biggest difference out of the way. I am way better looking than Matt Damon. Okay, yeah. I mean, we can we can accept that. I'm not. I mean, I'm as hetero as it goes, so I can't really kind of weigh in on that too much. But I've heard you flirt with me. It's oh, fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, uh, but but yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is this is the big day. It's. Uh, what it's are we going to talk about? Day. Yeah, it's Mueller Report Day. We reluctantly have to discuss this. Um, if, if any longtime listeners know, like we just really haven't gone down this rabbit hole because as, we're going to find out why. <laughs> because holy crap, we we've had so much time wasted on this uh, by others. I'm really I'm really happy that we handled it the way we have, which was taking a wait and see approach. Not making rumors and assumptions the core of our t- of our content, and just making well, sure that we would only discuss what is actually occurring, and only discussing the actual facts of what we know now. Right, and this doesn't even just mean like from when we started talking about it, where it was like semi like released. You know what I mean? Where they were kind of saying like, and he's exonerated. Like, yeah, we could. Have, yeah, we ago. could have had an episode. We once. could have jumped in then. Yeah, we could have jumped in after Barr just said, "Hey, uh, here's the ultimate decisions. You haven't seen anything, but this is, you know, this is my summation." Yeah, we could have, we could have jumped in right there. But no, right. the report is here. I have it. Uh, I'm just I, saying, I think that our restraint that we've shown over the entire two years, I guess, is what I'm kind of get at or trying agree. to get at is that, like. Uh, I would I, I would say I would I would say that I was relatively paying attention to politics for multiple years, like prior to the Trump presidency. I wasn't anything like obscene into politics. I was always a little bit more about local. But like the amount of taxation I felt on my own mental state with how the media responded to certain things with this Mueller, the actual investigation itself, um, just the entire time, it was like so many opportunities as people who are trying to cover like current political events to like talk about. But in the end it was kind of like kind of farts in the wind. Like they were there for a moment, they lingered and then they, they just disappeared into the nothingness. And so it was kind of glad I was just kind of glad that we never really, you know, stopped and said, let's talk about this stuff that everybody's saying is the, the, the damning evidence against, you know, Donald Trump and here's the so, turning point. It's yeah, here it comes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's all we never going. Bit. Yeah. It, and yeah. And so 
I won't lie. It didn't take a lot of restraint, though. I'm patting myself on the back, but it wasn't that hard to not want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that's probably that was a little bit of a virtue signal there. I'm just saying more like I think that there were times where you would see days of it. Right. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah. I was like, why are we talking about it? And it was like, yeah. oh, yeah, because I don't want to talk about it. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, I feel like there's there's no better place to start than at the beginning. Um I uh I haven't even told you this. I have uh, requested some for some questions uh to to be asked and so I'm going to try and address each of these from uh from listeners. Okay. And uh the first one is basically just is just such a good starting point is uh what is this thing? Like wh- how did we get here? Um the questioner was saying, you know, I've seen so many indictments over the last few years. You know, is that part of this? Like what what in the world is going on? Um, clearly, you know, people know that this is all going down, but it is worth just kind of we're going to lay it down on the table real quick. Brief summation and uh, just so we can get to the just so we can get up to where we are today, if that's OK with you. Yeah, that's uh, fine. I mean, it, my my opinion is. Wow, that's a that's almost like it seems like a very simple question, and it is. I mean, so surface. let's treat it, let's treat it like a simple question. I don't want to get into you know at, on on June twenty seventh, you know, this thing happened at three twenty one p.m. I, no, 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 we're not going into that. I'm just saying um, more like some of these indictments are like so like even the Mueller investigation itself has been conflated to also include like smaller circuit like. Yes. Investigations that are occurring in like West Virginia. Bits. And yes. Like there's yeah. so many things that are a part of this that it's, yes. it's very complicated. Yes. And we're going to bring those in uh, in, a, in a simple way. So let's try and do, break this down in a simple non. Uh, I think that my summation, uh, James, put on your skeptical hat and make sure that what I say would be acceptable to both sides of this. Um, that's my goal here. It's a uh, an intellectual Turing test, if you want to call it that. You don't, but I do, so I will. Uh, um, this is all in response to the question of whether or not the 2016 election was fair. Um, I don't think it's controversial in any way to say that the fact that Trump won the 2016 election against Hillary Clinton was a complete shock, that everybody was very surprised by this. Um, during the election – which would be under the Obama administration, there were concerns that Trump contacts were acting in an inappropriate way towards Russia. There was concerns that that Russia, who is an antagonist for us, uh, is not a fan of us, that they may be trying to meddle in our election and they may be trying to do that in a way where they're working with a presidential campaign uh, and that would be an important thing. If they're working with a presidential campaign to get them elected, that campaign would likely owe them once they're in office and that compromises us and basically it's treachery. It's treason. It's It'd be really, really, really bad, right? Well, but uh, that's – the the charge would be more of a treasonous charge. The term collusion – I just want well, to kind of jump on. this in here real quick. Yeah. But I just want to – I want to make sure though that we kind of clarify this preemptively – the the term collusion is actually something I feel like Trump brought to the table. Like I feel like that was a term that he used 
like no collusion, no collusion. Like he kept saying no collusion. And then when people would say, well, what is collusion? Like even Giuliani would be like, well, collusion is not illegal. Right. So like, because right. collusion is not a legal term. If I, if I, I, I want to say collusion is not You're something right. you can be charged with in a court of law. Like someone You're can't right. charge you with collusion. I just want to make sure that that's clear because I think that that's not been clear for a lot of people. Yes, it is clear that that is that is absolutely important to remember. Um, but the consequence of this would ultimately so I'm, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. But the consequence of something like this would ultimately, since we're talking about the presidency, would be impeachment, which is not a court of law. It's a political process. Um, so you don't have to have a. I mean, you can impeach a president because he wore too many red ties. It. It doesn't matter what you can impeach them for literally any reason. It's just, you know, you have to have enough people agree to it. And the chances of everybody agreeing to impeach the president over wearing too many red ties is very, very, very unlikely to happen. Right. But I don't think that the goal of the Mueller report and everything was to get him impeached. It would be like a legal, like legal actions, right? No, this. Okay. So let's uh, keep at the beginning here (laughs) because we will answer that exact question. So with the concern that Russia was trying to meddle in our election, and we know they did. We know they meddled in the election. We know that they you know, had taken steps to try to sway the opinions of voters in the U.S. So we knew that that was occurring. And the big question that was hanging over everybody's head was whether or not the Trump administration played a part in that, whether or not they – communicated with Russia and acted in concert with them in order to obtain a result that would be preferable to them, which would be winning the election, right? So in my opinion, the best way to do that, to answer that question, you know, so Trump's now in office, the best way to answer that question would be to have Congress launch an investigation into the Trump administration using their powers of subpoena to interview, cross-interview, and get all the evidence they would need to decide whether or not an impeachment would need to be done. That's the best way to do it. You have elected representatives from all over the country trying to get the answers that we so desperately need. However, that was always going to be unlikely just because that's a really big ask. Even if even if Democrats had won you know, the, uh, had won Congress. I still think that would would have been a pretty darn big ask to you know, to ask everybody to agree to a congressional investigation. It would have required a lot of votes, and there were the votes weren't there because the Republicans won. But I doubt that it would have been there if the Democrats had won too. It's just it's such a big deal. They didn't even get one under the Clinton scandal. So instead of a congressional investigation, it was a special counsel that was uh, that was convened. It, the special counsel is basically a team of lawyers that are working for the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice at the time was headed by Jeff Sessions, the attorney general. And this special counsel was convened to report directly to the attorney general. And the person that was ultimately chosen to lead that investigation was Robert Mueller. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's like, okay, now where do I go? (laughs) Okay, so the Mueller team spent this, you know, from the moment it was convened until now, 
gathering evidence to figure out whether or not any collusion occurred. And then they would also figure out if any process crimes were committed in the, in the middle of it. Um, man, James, help me out. I'm trying to think, where would I go from here? We've got, uh, well, so <clears throat> we, we've talked about like the formation of it. Right. And then we've had two years of them investigating. Right. Yeah. Okay. But that still now, doesn't. I, now I, all right. Jump started. Now I get it. Okay. I'm going to try and I'm still trying to answer the question of our listener here. Right. Um, That's what I was trying to say. It's like, bring it home to what is what and what is what, yes. <laughs> right? Because there's a big yep. clarification there. focus here, right? Yeah, there's so many shiny lights in front of me, and it's just easy to get distracted um, in my moon base. <laughs> uh, so in the process of that investigation, several people were interviewed, and in the process of those interviews, other crimes are brought to light. This is a risk when you open up a special counsel. They, they, can, they can go anywhere that they want, um, really. And so that's why you see Paul Manafort, Michael Flynn, all these names, Roger Stone, on and on and on and on. All these names come up in the process of that investigation for various reasons, which we'll get into sort of. Um, so that's why you So see- like putting this into like layman's term, this is like a cop hears a scream in a house. He breaks the door down and he finds 10 pounds of pot <laughs> in the house and it's legal in that state kind of situation. Yeah, so, somebody's getting murdered in the kitchen. On the, on the way to finding the murderer, he sees like a whole bunch of crack you know, in the hall. So somebody's going to get charged with some drug crimes later on. Right, yeah, it's, just, it's just the fallout of the initial, the initial right. life-saving yep. you know, maneuver of the police officer going into the house led to, you know, right. well, and, and other I, things. I, actually, I think my example there is a little bit swing. Um, because in the middle of this, what we didn't know is whether or not any of these individuals who were being indicted, whether or not it would be in relation to that the fact that you know if the Trump administration was colluding with Russia. We're just going to go ahead and use the term colluding because that's the popular you know vernacular here, and the whole point here isn't that it's you know forget about whether or not it's prosecutable. It is impeachable. Everything's impeachable. So for, so for both the listener and myself, what you're saying is that some of the crimes that were being people were being indicted for may not have even been relevant to the initial formation of the Mueller or the Mueller investigation, which was to determine if Trump worked with Russia to modify the results yes. of the election. It's, it's right? entirely so, possible that, that somebody could be indicted for, you know, jaywalking on their way to the report or something. I don't know. Correct. But, right. but um, you know, but it also can be, you know, this person over here was the go-between, you know, that he would go to this guy and then that guy would go to Russia and then he'd come back and then that's how they colluded. You know, so that guy gets indicted on the way to figuring out whether or not Trump colluded, which would ultimately be, yes, he colluded through this guy. Um, So there's all sorts of ways that this could go, but that's why you see all these indictments. These people are being indicted for things that are uncovered or for stuff having to do with the topic at hand. So that's, I think that's pretty roughly what's going on. Now, we'll give more details as we go here, um, but that's roughly how we got to here today. Normally, no, 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 I'm going to, I'll skip that for now. Um, So now we have the results. The report has been delivered to, so Attorney General Sessions, who I'd mentioned earlier, is out. He has resigned. He's gone. 
Uh, in the in the intervening years, he's gone, and now we're left with acting attorney general Reed, not the actual attorney general. We don't have one. We have an acting attorney general, Robert Barr. Uh, so the special counsel Mueller gave the report to Barr. Barr read the report, released his own summation of the findings, which even that's pretty abnormal. Normally, given the results. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have heard anything. And in most cases of stuff, in most special counsels, you just wouldn't have heard anything. Um, Which I do want to jump in here does kind of lend credence to this idea that Trump fancies a lot of third world dictators, and this is also a third world dictator move to like have like some random crony just like hop up and be like, nothing to see here, nothing bad is happening, and it's like a person who was appointed by that person, right? So like. Whether okay, I give die, credence to that, hold on, just whether I give credence to that or not, I do feel like that does actually kind of seem like so, – because like you said, and I understand that there is no precedent, right, for something like this kind of going down in the United States, but there is precedent for this going down in other countries and having a, a leader who is borderline dictator appoint some random schmuck, and especially when he even holds a title like active, not actual attorney general – Sure. Like come in and kind of like loudspeaker, clear you know clear his name prior to the actual report being released is is a a thing. It's a thing, right? And I think that it's something that we shouldn't discount completely. And we won't because we'll address it's just it. odd. Yep. Yeah, well, let's we'll address that. So let's get straight to the like the let's do volume one right now. Um, the report itself has been released. And it's broken down into two sections, volume one, volume two. Volume one covers the question of whether or not there was collusion and all the intervening stuff in between. So any other indictments, it covers all of that stuff. Volume two handles the question of basically reactions to the investigation as it it was ongoing, whether or not any obstruction of justice occurred regarding the Trump administration. So now let's just focus, forget about volume two for right now. Let's do volume one. Good? Yep. All right. No collusion. That's the summation there, right? Um, <laughs> and <laughs> took a scene. to get to it. Yeah. So hey, bye, everybody. No. Um, ultimately, the it's pretty cut and dry that there was no act of collusion, no coordination between the Trump administration and Russia. I hate to be that guy. There was no evidence concrete enough to show that there was collusion. Like, I want to make sure we use our words correctly here because yes, you can say that, but then, I mean, to say that then means to say like, this is a thing we've had to, go into before there's a difference between you you will never hear a jury give a give a verdict of innocent i mean that's just how the legal structures work you're only going to be found not guilty and that just means that we couldn't find enough evidence to prove that you were guilty and in a legal sense that's all that matters anyway so yes you're right they, they couldn't find enough evidence that that he colluded but that with it the way you're sitting there, that already carries the insinuation of you win this time, Trump, you know, like it, it, as you shake I your mean, fist in I, the air. I'm not deaf. 
right? And I know that it sounds hilarious and it sounds petty, but when the non-president, but the presidential candidate Trump is looking at a camera during an interview and saying, hack Hillary, Hillary Clinton's emails, like during an interview with someone like looking at a camera as if it is a lens or a, a microphone to, which is a speaker to Russia. Right. Mm-hmm. And saying to Russian hackers, like hack Hillary Clinton's emails. Like, I don't care if that's just his sheer stupidity and ignorance and his ego talking. Like you literally just commanded people to commit an act of, it isn't treason technically because it's not against like the actual like government itself, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there is I know a, what you mean. I mean, but since we're in this big this big process, you have to be careful with that too. I mean, it, he did not give any kind of order there. That's not actually collusion because there's nobody on the other side saying, "Well, how about we do it this way?" and then they say, "No, let's do it that way" or "Yes, let's do it that way." There's no communication there. He's basically just shouting in the biggest open theater you could have ever possibly seen. But I what you're expressing is a frustration that needs to be addressed here and this is how you address it when i say that the you know the decision here or the ruling here is the report says that there was no collusion i don't mean to say that russia came and said hey you want to collude and you know the trump administration turned up their nose and said how dare you good sir how (laughs) dare you besmirch my besmirch my name like no that is not what happened here and i think it's pretty clear in the report (laughs) <laughs> through exactly things like what you're stating there, that um, the administration actually, if having been given a, a really good opportunity for it, would have totally colluded. <laughs> they absolutely oh, right. would yeah, have yeah. tried. It, it, it lends, it lends, it just, it, like, like I said, like, I think that if they, yeah, <laughs> I, I just, I, I can't really, really, I don't have an opinion either way because I think I don't know when we're going to get to this, but like in the grand scheme of this entire thing, like I feel taxed already. You know, we're like maybe 20 something minutes into this already. And I feel like so taxed talking about it when there's so many other important issues that we should be dealing with as a country and like things that should actually be acted upon. And instead, we're down to debating the nuance of. No, no, no. Stay, stay with me. Stay with me, James. You got You got to focus. It's, I know. It's, it's, so I know. I'm it, just no, saying it, that, No, it is important. I mean. And this is why it's important. If this was worth looking into, we have never had somebody that in the, the highest of highest echelons of government in the presidency be a an agent of a foreign power. We've had people be friendly to those they probably shouldn't have been friendly to, or they held weird opinions and all that kind of stuff. That 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 much is true. But an actual agent where there was, where they acted in this kind of way, this has never been done before. And if and if we ended up finding out that that had occurred, all bets are off. This would have been just huge. And you know, you, you want to talk about like, well, people can't get jobs or the economy, you know, might start a downturn or healthcare is, you know, or the, the, you know, climate change, all these things are really important and we need to talk about and focus on them. That's true. But given if, if we end up finding out that the decision would have been what it, what it turned out not to be, 
everything that has happened in the last two years, three years would be undone, would be completely thrown to the wind, and we would have to question everything, and the entire country would be thrown into chaos. This would be absolutely insane, and well, we would I have guess, to work very hard I to guess kind of recover to from. Point, I get. I guess I get the uh, the sentiment, but what I what I do is when I look at everybody else, because this is my little James and his his tower looking around is I say, I don't care if he's in the pockets of Russia just as much as I don't care if he's in the pockets of big business. Like, if he's not acting in the interest of the people, I really just don't care either way. Right? Like, if he's acting out of self-interest only, I don't care if it's Russia or Chick-fil-A or... Well, I have I good news for you. He's acting out of self-interest anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, I get that, right? But what I'm saying is, is like when people are like losing their minds of like, like we live in a globalistic economy, or, you know, we're we're heading towards this like hyper globalistic, you know, kind of culture, right? And so like at some point, like we're going to have to get along with Russia and there's going to be points where the arguments that we have on a federal level between the state of Indiana's representative and the... California state representative, like those two people having arguments and conversations and behind closed doors, they're going to be just the same as President Trump and what is he? Is he considered President Putin in Russia, right? So, like, they're going to be kind of equivocal at some point if we keep heading down this globalistic path. It's like, I really don't care if you worked within our country, like, because it's, it's a global market. It's a global, it's globalism now, right? So, like, well, but you're, me, you're like, thinking, you're thinking of it in terms of a strictly economic, and, you know, kind of terms when when military kind of options are on the line there, you know, because if if he owed them the election, who knows what every troop movement that's ever happened in the last few years would mean? Oh, I, mean, I he, think that those are definitely like larger concerns. But to me, which, I'm which not again breaking is, down. which is a which is a strictly speaking life or death scenario, which means. You know, if he's doing that at the behest of of another foreign government because he owes them, not because he thinks it's the right thing to do or something else, you know, whatever. Like, uh, But it's one thing to be a terrible president. It's another thing to be acting on behalf of somebody because you're in their pocket and it's and it's a foreign agent. It's a foreign power that you could literally be at war with. You would never – we will not find ourselves at war with Apple. For one thing, they don't have a standing army. For another thing, they're actually you – know, they are an American company and could be dismantled other ways. And another thing well, – I mean uh, I mean, I guess that's it. They, but it's, it, is, it is a different thing despite the fact that the world has gotten smaller and that we are more globalist than we've ever been. The fact is there are still different countries and that means something. Um and you can't pretend it doesn't. And so acting on behalf of big business is is just kind of one of those unseemly slash possibly corrupt kind of things, whereas acting in the pocket of another country is treasonous, treachery. I mean way, way, way more sinister and way more serious. So I mean it, it it's a it, this should be a relief to everybody. Everybody should be breathing a big old golden sigh of relief for this that in the end that didn't happen. That did not occur. A whole bunch of other crap happened, <laughs> and and uh, there is no reason for people that are you know fans of Trump to say, you know, all is right with the world. You know, suck it. it it's it, this this is this is bad. It's bad. Um, so let's talk about real quick. You know, just in in passing, sort of. Uh, we know there was no collusion, but 
just like our our listener had suggested, there's all these indictments. Then, if there's no if there's no underlying crime, then what the heck just happened? Well, we've had a lot of people put in jail for various things here, right? Um, and I don't want to go into tons of detail, but let, let, let's let's give an example of one. Um, let's do Paul Manafort. Um, Manafort was part of the Trump campaign, uh, brought on in the middle of the campaign, and also was a heavily involved official inside the Ukrainian government. He's an American, but uh, he was over there as kind of like a consultant and that kind of stuff. You follow me? Okay. So he was already in a very corrupt position within the Ukrainian government, taking bribes and uh, you know various financial crimes over there. And he used his position with the Trump campaign as kind of a, an extra clout builder. Um, so when the investigation came calling, you know, they were all ultimately going to get to Manafort and a lot of these kind of underlying crimes were discovered. The guy needed to be in jail, was going to be in jail regardless at some other point, assuming, you know, an investigation was ever launched into him. But here it came from just the same. So Manafort's going to jail, may spend the rest of his life there. But the crimes he committed, which are taking bribes from Ukraine, you know, and and kind of hiding money and all that kind of stuff, were were involved with matters of Ukrainian importance. They had nothing to do with whether or not Trump colluded with Russia. Manafort never assisted in any kind of collusion. He never helped commit any kind of act of treachery for the Trump administration. This was a thing that he had been doing on his own, right? Kind of think of, right. think of like the Clinton scandal when when Bill Clinton was impeached. The question – Bill Clinton was not impeached for having an affair in the White House. That's not really illegal, though he could have been impeached for it I suppose because you can be impeached for anything. The underlying crime that was committed was perjury. He lied about you know two federal investigators about the questions they had had regarding that affair and he lied about it and then he tried to make her lie, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that kind of thing matters too. So you have various people. Michael Flynn was is uh, indicted on perjury. You know, he lied to federal investigators about conversations he'd had regarding sanctions and et cetera, et cetera, trying to keep this really simple. So you had a lot of people that were getting indicted, but not for collusion. And that's the big distinction there. That's what you were seeing was all these people kind of being brought in for unrelated crimes. Well, and there you have it. Um, there is no collusion, but that's what other people were doing being brought in. Now, there's all sorts of things that we can kind of reflect on there, and I think we should reflect on them because they bear reflecting. Um, let's start uh, with the. Go ahead. Go please, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Talking way too long. No, please tell me something. No, I just, <laughs> I just, like I said, like in the end, when I, when I, when I like. Oh. Because of the fact that impeachment isn't like a legal thing, this once again, this just it's it's hard to get this thought out. I just I just don't care. Like if if it's not enough to if 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 some of the things that occurred and are in the report are not enough to. Get to the point that Donald Trump is not a candidate in the next election. So see, I'm not even going to talk about him not being president of the United States. I'm not even worried about that. I'm looking further down the line. I'm just looking at 2020. 
like if actions that happened even in volume one, because we haven't even gotten to volume two yet, which right. is going to like quadruple the statement I'm about to make. But if by looking at the actions and the things that were done in volume one, if that isn't enough to make you say, I don't think that Donald Trump should be the president of the United States in 2021. That concerns me. I don't care if there wasn't enough evidence that was damning him to be like impeached and go through a process now. I'm saying that as an aspect of character and as an aspect of ethics and as an aspect of morality, even to a degree, I don't, it concerns me that people are looking in this and because of the fact that it's getting swept under the rug because there wasn't enough evidence to make it something that we act on now to me should not discount it from modifying our perception of him as a person or an individual. I, I just like that's I, that's that's I think that's my big thing here from this whole thing is that we we live in this Twitter verse instant gratification kind of society now where we're always worried about what happens now. I don't really care necessarily about what happens right now, speaking in regards to volume one. Just like I said, I don't... If this doesn't show you that he is ill-suited as a leader, never, you know, <laughs> discounting the fact that he was a terrible businessman, he's been, for a person who was listed as a, an amazing businessman going into the presidential election, his lack of negotiation skills... When it comes to anything politically, uh, anything in regards to business as president of the United States, like he's just sucked across the board. And then you, you gotta, add volume You got to put one. some effort into being this bad. <laughs> yeah, there's, there is. Jason, you could be a better president of the United States, right? Well, I think I could is, be a better president uh, of the United States. This is not even a question. I mean, I. Well, okay. Right. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is that my wife, who barely cares about politics, I think would be a better president of the United States. Yeah, the what old, I'm getting uh, at is that, like, it. I mean, we. So, so we, we I, I, I know exactly what you're saying, and you're absolutely right. Um, but I, I feel like that's also letting letting a few other things off the hook too easily. So that, that what volume one can't it can be viewed in one of, in 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 a, in a few ways, but one of them is exactly that that. What volume one really reflects is how terribly Trump is – how terrible Trump is at judging character and at deciding on the kind of people that he wants to surround himself with as far as that, you know, trying to run this administration. I mean don't forget during his campaign, he was, I'm going to hire the best people. I'm going to – you know, all the best people. These are the people he hired. These people cannot keep it in their pants. They can't. They can't not commit crimes. Like it, these people are just sleazy, slimy, and they were like that before they even got to him. And which, and it which, was and it was obvious that they were like that. This is not just kind of like, oh my gosh, he was such a nice guy. I can't believe it. No, 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 no. We all should have known. Manafort is a really <laughs> great example of that. I mean, like that guy was raising his hand saying, "You should not pick me," and they did I it mean, anyway. I mean, I was blown away during the campaign. Uh, where people were looking at Trump as like a man of the people. When I saw him as probably the most representative, uh, like, like if there was an idol of like slummy New York crime lords that 
had somehow been very publicly uh, idolized, Donald Trump would be that idol to me. Sure. Like, the people he surrounds himself with are just, uh, I can't say that because that would be very bad, but let's just say they look like gangsters. Italian gangsters. Yeah, they look from like the New mafia, York. or they act. Yeah, they look they like, the, act mafia. like the mafia. Yeah, right. And they even talk like people from the mafia. And they t- it's just, it's just like, no, you're right. The they appearance. Do. And yeah, so, you're... like, so then all of a sudden, everybody, <laughs> like, is someone going to act surprised right now when all of this okay. stuff happens? So, like, so no. this is this is a really good way to transition into this bit here. So that is all 100 percent true. And you want to ask, like, well, how, then how are we still talking about this? How is Trump going to get away with having you know, still have a job? And here's how, because this is the thing I don't want to slide by. It's so easy to kind of move on from this. But this investigation took a really long time, and it was not fun to go through for any – well, at least not for us, right? And the reason that – the you see, you you say like we're talking about all these bad things have happened. How – and the report reveals how much – how crappy the administration is, how in the world is Trump up there spiking the football saying, this is what a victory for us. And how is he right? He's right. It is a huge victory for him. So how in the world is that even possible? This is how. Because we live in a computer simulation. For the entirety of this investigation and before it even started, we were beat over the head over and over and over again by either the media or politicians and all of their enablers that this was a given fact that not only do we know that that Russia meddled in our election, but Trump colluded with them. He's a traitor. It's it is fact. I mean, there's and you can just I mean, let's just just take media and go down. Forget about the, even just the news media, just popular culture. Saturday Night Live had Robert De Niro on as Robert Mueller and was basically promising people almost like a prayer like saying, don't worry. But Eric, I just came here to let you know that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, America is going to be just oh. fine. This is a country full of good people. Yeah, good people like my dad. Uh, let's put a pin in that. Well, <laughs> Mr. Mueller, people say you're the worst thing to ever happen to my dad. No, Eric, getting elected president was the worst thing that ever happened to your dad. And he's treated like this kind of Atticus Finch-like character that is just driven by nothing but a pursuit of the pursuit of justice. And he's pure as the driven snow, and he's going to find it because we know it's there. That's all he's going to – and that's all it is. And I mean we had then the more derogatory kind of stuff like Stephen Colbert calling him Putin's blank holster, uh, male member holster. And I mean, the list goes on and then you go over to the actual news media and you're treated with nothing but a, a, a torrent of rumor mills and assumption assumption factories where they're just basically saying, oh, we know now that the Mueller investigation is circling around Michael Flynn. Michael Flynn's being brought in and, and once he goes, the dominoes are going to go in like once he – once once Mueller gets his claws on him, he's going to flip and tell us everything that that Mueller wants to know. I'm oh, pretty well, sure okay. I heard the words then, bad news for Trump. Like 10,000 times. I'm going to I'm insert being, right here. 
mark it, mark the time down. I'm going to insert the video that is basically just nothing but like three minutes of turning point this, turning point that, watershed moment here, watershed moment there, right. over and over. It, it's 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 nonstop. Donald Trump's d- he's done. There's no question about that. He's done. Breaking news. A bombshell. Today is a turning point. Today was historically bad for President Trump. Today was a turning point. A turning point. We're at a turning point here. The beginning of the end for the Trump presidency. The beginning of the end. And breaking news. We have another bombshell. Mike Pence might have to assume the office of the presidency. The call for impeachment. Rumblings of the word impeachment. Breaking news. Another bombshell out of the White House. I believe this is the beginning of the end. I do too. It's really the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. He may be feeling the walls closing in on him. All the walls closing in on him. The walls closing in on him. Breaking news, a new bombshell. One astrologer says this means the beginning of the end for President Donald Trump. The beginning of the end of the Trump presidency. Trump will resign. Trump is going to resign. Is this the tipping point? I know we've said it over and over. You think this is a tipping point? And over and over. This is a tipping point. And over and over. Breaking news, President Trump off the rails. It was the beginning of the end today. It was the beginning of the end. It reminds me a lot of the last days of Nixon. Breaking news tonight, new bombshell. This is the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. The walls are closing in. The walls closing in. The walls closing in. Breaking overnight bombshell. This is a very dramatic day and I think it might be near a tipping point. Do you think this is a tipping point? This is unbelievable. This is remarkable. Have you ever seen anything like this his presidency is crippled december 1st 2017 you can mark it down this is the day that everything changed we begin with the bombshell the beginning of the end 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 in fact if this were a football game we're in the third quarter may even be the beginning of the end we begin tonight with the bombshell donald trump is in a lot of trouble trump is in trouble the president will resign another hour another bombshell this is a tipping point trump's going down this president could be impeached. I do not think the president will serve out his term. Resignation. Resignation. I don't think this president is going to serve out his term. Mr. Trump will not serve out his term. He will not serve out his term. No way. No how. Breaking news. Absolute bombshell. I think Donald Trump is in trouble. Donald Trump is not. He's done. And it's over. It's over. The wall's closing in. The wall's closing in. This is going to be the Achilles Hill. Breaking news tonight. I expect Trump to depart. This week will be the watershed week. Trump is in big trouble. Trump's in a lot of trouble. It's a sign of a terrified old man who feels the walls closing in. The walls are increasingly closing in on him. Tonight, the walls are closing in. Today changed everything. This is the beginning of the end. Today, the biggest point for the Trump administration. What a historic day. The bombshells, uh, they fell. It's entropy and it's crumbling internally. He's underwater. He feels the walls closing in. Could his testimony be a turning point? We may be at a tipping point. It's the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. Another bombshell. 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 This is a bombshell. It is a bombshell. I am beginning to resent the word bombshell. Yep. Bad news for the White House. Bad news news for Trump. So you just heard that video that that's how it it was constantly. And and now all of a sudden, here we are, the reports out and it's just like, oh, it didn't happen. Now, now the other stuff happened that, you know, that, that the Trump administration is full of crappy people. But this is what happens. This is how he's going to get away with this. He's going to look he's going to be able to call this a victory because the entire time you've been calling him. A Hitler traitor. When really what he was was something way less bad, but still bad. So when you sit there and yell that somebody is a 9 or a 10 on the evil scale and what they are is really like a 5 and that 5 is still really bad, 
that five is going to look like a two suddenly instead of look instead of being you know let, let's be honest i'm not sitting here saying mafia you know mafiosos are saints but compared to hitler not so bad right like i'd rather room with a with a mafioso than with hitler yeah like and and so that make that dumbs it down it cheapens it cheapens the terribleness that we are seeing if if this if this report was released Forget about the question of whether or not there was collusion. If if we had just had this report, like, hey, in the course of trying to wrap things up on on average election for Bush or Obama or Clinton or Reagan or you know any of them, their presidency would be over in a heartbeat. This would be so massively embarrassing to them, and we would have had a a different kind of standard that we would have been we would have been able to absorb right. it more accurately but because we've all been primed and ready to deal with treason of the of the most vile kind and we i mean like i said we've been primed for this for for months on end this is what we were brought to expect and now there's nothing and i i don't want to let that go like that is so important we were Back in you know, the run-up to the Iraq war, we were beat over the head by the government, by the president and his team, that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And the media helped to sell it. And then it turns out that there aren't any. Now, I have my own opinions on all that, and they're more sympathetic than probably some would like. But uh, But the point is that the media itself kicked out a ton of think pieces saying, boy, we really screwed the pooch on this. We need to do better. And they felt like their sin there, what they did wrong was they just trusted the government too much. Now, I think that was the wrong, <laughs> that was the wrong lesson to take there. The problem wasn't that they didn't trust it, that they trusted the government too much. The problem was that they weren't skeptical enough of everything. Fast forward to now. And that's th- this is why they, they took the wrong lesson here. Now, forgetting the vacation the media took over the Obama years and basically just decided that they weren't going to investigate or care about anything that happened. Let's just sweep that under the rug for a moment here. They didn't trust anybody nearly enough and all and they were just so driven by their own biases that they couldn't see. I mean, Manafort comes in. And we're all, all we're going to hear is – all we hear is he's going to make Trump – he's going to rat on Trump. He's going to squeal in exchange for immunity, and now we're going to learn all of the collusion that happened. When it turns out, there was no collusion. All, all Manafort had was like, OK, well, I committed the crimes I did. Like here's how and blah, blah, blah. Now he's going to jail. There's nothing to spill. There's nothing to rat on. And nobody even for a moment thinks to ponder that. Well, maybe – it's just this when when all these indictments start coming in, this is why I mean, I didn't want to say anything at the time because who knew because the, the response you would always get was we don't know what Mueller knows and Mueller knows everything and it's going to happen. And it's like, OK, I don't want to argue with you because there's nothing to argue about yet. We don't know anything. And it's all this article of faith. But at the time, it, it did seem like the writing was on the wall that there wasn't going to be collusion because every indictment that you heard wasn't related to collusion. Everything you heard was Finance crime over here, perjury over there, improper right. relationship here, but nothing with the Russians. And it's like, well, all these people are going to jail for a lot of unrelated, un-Russian related things. Like, what what's going on here? Like, if if I had seen somebody going to jail for having, you know, 
provided, uh, you know, top secret documents to them or something like that, then we could talk about, oh, man, this seems like it's it's going somewhere. And I don't want to try and pretend like I knew all along. That's not my point. That's not really where I'm going with that. Um, The point is just nobody – there there were two ways to look at everything that was going on in the middle of the investigation, and there are two ways to look at it. And one of those ways is, well, if there's collusion, what could this mean? And the other way is, well, if there's no collusion, what could this mean? And nobody wanted to consider, well, what if there's no collusion? It was this entire article of faith, and I just – I refused to let that pass. This is off – this is – I won't say this is like – you know, weapons of mass destruction bad because lives were really lost <laughs> for all that. Um, but as far as media egg on their face goes, it, it feels like it's up there because they spent so long hawking this. And and I don't get the sense that they're going that I don't get the sense that they are going to be reflective about that right now. I get the sense that they're just gonna say, like, man, this is just really surprising. Well anyway. Right. Right. Well, I mean the the media like I, I that would i would this would turn into a whole extra episode um sure i think that the 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 entire it's so it because it seems so complicated too like to a degree you, you hear me say this all the time like the conspiracy james say that sometimes i feel like the government makes things seem like they they hit you with this one thing that they want to talk about so that you're distracted from all these other things. I kind of feel like that's how this investigation was. I feel like um, this investigation just got so convoluted with all the different actions and like all the different things going on and all the different indictments and all the stuff that's coming from it. And the way, and, and what I mean by that is the media, the way the media was blowing that up, not how the government was. Cause like they were just doing proceedings and, yeah, you know, following protocols and yada yada yada. The way it's so, supposed to go, the way it's supposed to happen, is all of this happens actually on the DL. If right, I, I, right. I could be under investigation for some kind of crime right now under special counsel and never know about it because ultimately they would look at it and say, "Oh, there's not enough evidence to bring any charges," and then they don't, and nothing happens. Right. Now that's now I will say that's really hard to do here because everybody knew. Everybody knew that Russia meddled in the investigation and we want to know what the heck's going on with that. So it's kind of different. You know, everybody everybody needs to kind of be in the loop in that. But, so you're going to find out like, a lot more. But like I guess to what degree to uh, – this, this, we'll get to the weeds. Let's talk about volume two um, just from a time standpoint. Let's, let's – let's, let, Sure, yeah. Let's so, get volume two. Yeah, so volume two is – Concerning itself entirely with whether or not there was obstruction of justice. Um, and this gets a little trickier because unlike the, uh, the, 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 the conclusion of volume one where they just say where there's, there was no collusion. There's all this other stuff. Um, the conclusion they reach for obstruction of justice is a lot more murky. And that's, that's hard to deal with. So let me see if I can find like the relevant thing here, I guess I would say. Um, Before you jump in, I'm just going to kind of I might I might skip ahead of you here. I'm not sure. I'm hundred percent sure. But let me let me just let's let's have I'd like to do hypotheticals. OK, Uh-oh. Jason, you work for the president of the United States, yeah. Donald Trump. OK, and you know what? Let's not even say Donald Trump. Let's just say a serious president of any type. 
Okay. Well, I know Donald Trump seems like a clown in a lot of ways, right? I'm saying he's a pretty serious dude. Like, if you look at his face, he always looks grumpy, right? He's a serious man. So, you know, Obama, um, I would skip George H.W. because I felt like he was kind of goofy. Get to to the Uh, point. (laughs) Here's my point. He comes up to you and he says, like, I need you to not tell people about what you just saw. Okay. Do you feel like that's a threat coming from a president, seriously, like serious man who is in the quote unquote highest position of power in the world, arguably? Yeah, it depends, I guess. Depends on what we're talking about. I, I don't know. I just, I mean, without yeah, any context, I, right? If you yeah, just I know exactly like what he you, says, I know what you mean. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So, like, let's just take that in, right? I hope everyone listening, like, think about that statement and how you feel about that. Like, you wouldn't want to cross them because, like, you just don't know if you disappear. You know what I mean? Because it's the president of the United States. I feel like he has things, and I'm not assuming that any of them would actually do this. I would just say that, that for me, personally, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to forget everything I just saw when okay. he asked me that. You know so what I mean? So let's 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 work within the context of what we've actually like of the actual conclusion and then use your hypothetical with because I've got sure. examples that fit. I just wanted that to put exactly. that nugget in there, right? Because yeah. I want that on people's minds as we kind of go into this going forward. Sure. So here is the. I'm just going to read a, a paragraph here, and this is the conclusion of Volume Two. Because we, which would be the Mueller report, you know, like the the team, because we determined not to make a traditional prosecutorial judgment, we did not draw ultimate conclusions about the president's conduct. The evidence we obtained about the president's actions and intent presents difficult issues that would need to be resolved if we were making a traditional prosecutorial judgment. At the same time, if we had confidence after a thorough investigation of the facts that the president clearly did not commit obstruction of justice, we would so state. Based on the facts and the applicable legal standards, we are unable to reach that judgment. Accordingly, while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him. Now, so <laughs> I don't think that that's holding the same weight as claiming someone is not guilty versus innocent. Sure. I feel like that statement is a little bit more damning. That's the word of the day. For there's, me, there's, there's, a lot, it, there's a lot of ways to look at this. Now, from from a legal standpoint, from a legal standpoint, if if I have if I have the attorney general come up to me, you know, or you know, just a prosecutor come up to me and say, I've got I've got stuff on you, you know, and I'm pretty sure you've committed this crime, but I don't have enough evidence to say that you did. But I also don't have any proof that you didn't. The right answer for you to do for you is to say like, okay, well then leave me alone because like if you don't have evidence that I committed a crime, leave me alone. You've got you've got nothing, so shut up. Right. And there's a certain there's a to a certain extent, one can easily make a very dry case and say, look, Mueller, if you don't have anything to say that, then we're done here. You know, if you if you can't no, I, I guess I shouldn't say it's not that they don't have anything. But if what he is saying is we cannot 
say confidently that he committed obstruction of justice. That's one way of looking at this. And and as far as when when the government is involved in a legal matter, if you're talking about an actual crime, forget about the impeachment stuff right now. We're let's take the president out of it. We're just talking about prosecution for crime. If you can't say with confidence that this that person committed a crime, we are done. The government cannot take a right away from you. The government can take no action. You're done. But. This is the presidency, and it is impeachment, and there is, you know, this isn't a strictly legal speaking, strictly legal procedure. So there's other ways to look at this as well, which is exactly where, you know, what you're getting at. They don't. Uh, I was, I was saying more of like when you look at the actual, like some of the situations, right, where, yeah. you know, D- Trump can't tell the truth constantly or consistently. He can't keep himself from lying. Um, there are people who during the investigation said that he didn't directly tell them. Well, okay. So let's get into some examples here. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm reading directly from the report here. Well, no, I'm not going to read directly from it. It, That's too dry and it assumes, you know, names of people and I don't want to do that and just constantly intersect, interject my own stuff in here. Um, But uh, they list an example like of something that that really concerned them, uh, an effort to curtail the special counsel's investigation. And it's uh, where the president in 2017, June 2017, the president met one on one in the Oval Office with his former campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski. And. He dictated a message for Lewandowski to deliver to the attorney general, Jeff Sessions. He wanted Sessions to make public announcements that, you know, that the that Mueller investigation was being very unfair uh, and to say out, you know, out loud that the president has done nothing wrong uh, and try to get the investigation to move on from investigating Trump and just get on with investigating just the Russia stuff in general. Like, hey, we all know Russia meddled. Just focus on that. Forget about me. So he was trying to basically – he gave somebody an order to take steps that would ultimately sway the investigation elsewhere, right, or try to. Right. Ultimately, he then made a series of tweets that kind of made it clear that Sessions' job was in jeopardy. <laughs> and he was trying to get he was trying to get Lewandowski to deliver this message to him. So Lewandowski ultimately didn't deliver that message to him. That, I mean that in the end he just didn't do it. Right. And then he tried to pawn it off on another on another White House official, a guy named Rick Dearborn, and he just said, like, okay, you deliver it for me. And Dearborn felt uncomfortable with it and didn't do it either. So that's where you get into this question of okay, let's let's ask you know if if he if the message had gotten delivered, would it have been obstruction of justice or not? Well, I and, think yeah, it would have been. I mean, one hundred percent. This one's a little bit more gray. Maybe I maybe I'm picking the wrong no, kind of example. No, there are I other ones that are that way I, more gray I, than that. I don't care if no. I think that that this is a fine example. I think that if any person in any situation where they basically are trying to make someone else the messenger. It's still like if, okay, I mean, if so, take the situation of what Donald Trump, you know, dictated to him to then dictate 
to Sessions, right? If you take all those things in between and you just have Donald Trump says to Jeff Sessions this, do you consider that obstruction? Repeat the question. So what I'm saying is in, in this situation, like Donald Trump went to individual A and says, I need you to go deliver this message to person D, right? Sure. And person and he said that to person B, and then if person B goes to person D or person B goes to person C and tells person C to say the same to D, if you cut everyone else out between that and you just have person A talk to person D, which is Donald Trump and Jeff Sessions, if Donald Trump went to Jeff Sessions and said the things that he said, do you think that that's considered obstruction of justice? That's my question to you. If Donald I, Trump I mean, went to him, because because you're giving me this weird hypothetical, it's kind of hard to answer. No, I, this isn't hypothetical. It's literally if, what you just said. If, if Donald Trump no, okay. went to Jeff Sessions and said, "Hey, your job's on the line here, unless you go out and tell everybody that I'm innocent," okay, then yes, that's yes, obstruction that, of justice. Okay, yes, but because you've given me a specific thing to say, um, but okay, that's what so he, he supposedly dictated to the individual you were talking about but, earlier. But the message right? never like, got delivered, so that's what I'm. That's the difference here. So uh, let me give another example here. That's the exact well, sort no, sort of the same story here. This is worth kind of considering as well. What so, I'm just getting at though is that even though the message wasn't delivered, the fact that he wanted someone to do it. So like. He, Here's the, here's the way I've come murder, to think of it. This is a right? really hard thing to wrap your head around. So the law doesn't concern itself with whether or not you were successful in committing the crime. It cares that you made the attempt. So think about robbing a bank. The law doesn't care that I act, you know, whether or not I actually made it into the vault, right? The law cares if I took steps to buy my weapons and, you know, get my ski mask. I'm in the car and I'm driving to the bank. You know, I'm going to rob it. You know, I've let friends know, yeah, I'm going to go and do this thing. And one of the friends right. rats me out and the cops intercept me. I don't get off scot free because I never actually robbed it. You know, you can't just be like you think of like the Chris the Chris Hansen stuff with the, to catch a predator. All those guys are like oh, I was just coming here to play video games and like none of them actually right. touched a kid. But that doesn't matter. The law does not concern itself with whether or not you were successful. And it, and through that kind of lens, you might say, well, it doesn't matter that the message was never delivered. He committed the crime. But. The like legal by having that conversation with that individual, he committed the crime, even though the but, person. But, but, but here's the crucial distinction. And, and I hate that this is kind of, it feels so weird to say this. The crucial distinction is Trump is the president. And the key distinction here isn't just, you know, when you're talking in the weeds, once you get really far into law, it's not just whether you intended to commit said crime the the question is whether or not you took steps that were in your control to make things happen that were illegal so if i buy a pistol i'm legally allowed to own that's not taking steps to rob a bank right it's it's the other acts that are more directly linked to it because these things are in my control so in the example of the presidency so let me let's use this example because it's way more simple and i don't want to keep compliment you know complicating things there's another example that they bring up in the Mueller report where the president calls his of his lawyer, his so White House counsel, his name they just call him McGahan or McGann. It's McGann. I think his first name is Paul. Uh, so he calls Paul McGahn into his home and directs him to call the attorney general and say that special counsel has conflicts of interest and he and must be removed. So he's basically trying to get somebody else to call the attorney general and tell him to fire Mueller. 
McGahn did not carry out the direction, however, and decided that he would resign. He would rather resign rather than trigger these events. He did, I don't think he resigned from them anyway, but ultimately he just kind of waited it out and it never happened. And Trump never pressed him further on it. It never – it was never brought up again. You have a whole bunch of stories that are that occur like this where Trump is angry and he yells something out and everybody basically just doesn't take him seriously because he's always like this and they don't follow through on the things that he wants them to do. But the key distinction here is Trump does not need McGahn to get Sessions to fire Mueller. Trump does not need Sessions to fire Mueller. Trump can just fire Mueller. It that's that's the thing he can do. he can do that. He is well within his presidential authority to make that happen. And that would be the step that might be considered obstructing justice and that's the driving to the bank. And since that didn't happen, <sighs> since the, since the firing doesn't occur, since the events that are within his control never actually happen, the, I, the, don't don't take my word for this. This is why this is why Mueller can't bring it up. This is why Mueller can't say he committed it. Don't, I mean, this is not me trying to weasel my way out of this. No, I don't think so at all. What I'm what I'm saying is is <laughs> this is what happens when lawyers but, do this. <laughs> but this is what's crappy. Like, there's no other way of saying it. Is that? It, okay, once again, it's the same thing I'm talking about with the A and the D. If if Donald Trump would have fired him, Mueller, would that be obstruction? I would think so. So if he did everything in his power outside of doing that, but by trying to go through all of these different people, you know, and he was attempting to get someone else to do the quote-unquote deed, mm -hmm. that's like... Once again, if this doesn't actually get him impeached, if you as a conservative or as a Republican vote for this man in 2020, you have got to just lay it out there. I mean, I don't think this literally, but like you just got to put it out there that like you are totally cool with a guy who would murder someone and want to get away with it. You know what I mean? Like he just doesn't. He sees or, himself I mean, maybe above the put law. it a little, put it a little lighter. But I mean, yeah, it, it is at the very least. Yes, I completely agree. It, after reading this report, I'm not saying you have to. You know, the, you know, forget about the question of obstruction of justice. The the fact here is, forget volume one, and we were talking about his judgment of character. Volume two, he is a terrible, 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 terrible person, and there right. is no way. <laughs> yeah. There is no way that you can read. Volume two and walk away thinking, yeah, I can vote for that guy. Like you can't, you can't, he is not competent. He is, he is operating on the absolute boundary of legal and illegal. And he doesn't even care. He doesn't even know he's, he has no clue. And that's part of that's, that's, he's almost too stupid to be brought to justice with this. And that's actually really, really important. Um, I'm really not trying to split hairs here, but there's another part here where, he it's where to commit obstruction of justice, you have to have had intent and he is almost too stupid to have the intent that he's doing these things, not because he wants to delay the investigation and, and delay his guilt. He's doing them because they really annoy him and he's done with having this happen and make him look bad in the press. 
Yeah, he's. And, it's more about he was more concerned with his ego than crime. Yeah, so, and 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 it, it sounds ridiculous, but that actually matters. It actually matters. Now, I mean, so here's another a, another crucial distinction in why obstruction of justice is not being recommended in a, in the strictest terms is because there was no collusion, there was no underlying crime to prevent, and. This is kind of you – know, I, I completely agree. I hear my critics right away saying, well, you can still lie and cheat and steal in the service of you know of trying to protect your innocence. Very, very true. But the question – I mean you're going to – there's going to be a lot of echoes of the Clinton – of the Clinton investigation here, not, not Bill, Hillary. There was no intent, or at least that's that's kind of what this this seems to be like the case that's getting made that there was not an, there was no intent to deceive here because there was no underlying crime and typically, given you know they mentioned this in the in the Mueller report that usually if you're bringing an obstruction of justice charge, there's a crime that was committed prior to that it's very unusual. To bring an obstruction of justice charge against somebody who didn't do the crime you were charging. Well, but see that that I think in the end is what lends credence though back to the idea that there was something going on that Donald Trump like the the that so what what you're saying is people think he was acting guilty. So let's just let's just go let's do a a weird hypothetical here and just assume that Trump is a absolute angel when it came to russia that he really would have been just absolutely offended he wanted nothing to do with him and there's and not only that but he was an excellent judge of character and everybody around him would have never even touched a chair that that was near a table of a russian that you know that they behaved in a squeaky clean manner and yet the investigation still occurs you're allowed to be frustrated that you're being investigated you know everybody went on brett kavanaugh for being mad Sure, I think but he's being accused of being a serial rapist. I yeah, think yeah. you're allowed to be mad that you're being accused the, of that. Yeah, and, I think that, and I think that you need to hold your demeanor in a certain way, right? Like I think you can be frustrated in a certain way where it's acceptable. I think it's Brett, a better idea. It's a better idea think, to be well put together, and it's more politically advantageous, and it's smarter, but it's not illegal. Right, no, but but time, <laughs> but with like Brett Kavanaugh, you could sense genuine genuine frustration. I think he pressed that envelope of like crossing that line that I personally wouldn't have crossed were I in his shoes. I think that he was fine. But when it comes to Donald Trump, he took the envelope. He didn't just push it. He lit it on fire. Took the ashes, pound them into a fine mist. Took that mist, put it inside of a jar, and shot it off into space to the sun. Well, like he, okay. So here's the here's he, the thing. Trump is the victim of his own terrible choices, um, and and he's not he's not grasping that he's not grasping that. The, the the fact is there was no collusion from his mindset. He was just furious at the fact that because he knew he didn't collude, which we now know he didn't. So he's right. He didn't collude, and so he's really angry and frustrated that this investigation keeps dragging on. And nobody's going to come out and say, you're not, you didn't collude. And he's really mad about that. Now, he's the victim. The reason this thing keeps dragging on is because he kept appointing and and working with people that were guilty of all these other obvious crimes that they should be held held accountable for. And it drags the investigation on and makes it take longer and longer and longer because he couldn't seem to attract or hire talent that wouldn't be so ridiculously corrupt and terrible. 
So he's the victim. Don't feel bad for him. I'm not saying like, you know, he's just a victim here. No, he's the victim of his own choices. He he deserves every inch of this. But it is still he is still acting out of anger that there was no collusion. He's mad that there is no collusion. And so that makes him act in these outlandish ways and childish ways in ways that could be construed as being acting like a guilty person where you say like, well, look, if he's telling this person to stop it here and telling this person to stop it there, what's he trying to hide? I mean, the answer, given the Mueller report, since there is no collusion, he's not trying to hide any collusion. He's trying to stop this and get this over as quickly as possible. He wants it done. He wants it over. He doesn't want people to keep talking about this because it affects his ability to be president, which was not good anyway. But that's what's actually happening. What looks like guilt for collusion is actually just childishness. It's actually just complete lack of any kind of self-control. I guess I guess in the end, like once again, like, you know, it's we're, we're almost having this is there are a lot of parallels, I think, in this situation to Brett Kavanaugh. Like, I feel like some of the things that we're saying and stuff are, or at least for me personally, like the way I want to respond to things that you're saying are very similar to how I felt with the Brett Kavanaugh situation. I just, I see a lot of these parallels of like, I don't think that Brett Kavanaugh was acting guilty, right? Um, I think that Brett Kavanaugh did everything. But you thought he looked guilty. Oh, hell yes. He looked guilty. So yes. He yeah, did. that is the, that um, is the I mean, there's a. There's a there's there is a parallel, right? But but what but I'm saying is, though is like, there's you a, thought he looked guilty, but he wasn't. Right. But I would also say that Donald Trump didn't do everything in his power to exonerate himself. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly. The dude is the, an idiot. The the huge difference between Brett Kavanaugh and him is that Brett Kavanaugh was like, here's my calendar. Yeah. I was a nerd and kept a calendar, and for some reason wow. I still have that calendar. And I mean, to be fair, here, the the administration itself took took quite a few wise steps to try and protect itself that were good. I mean, you know, just look at the the fact that we're reading this report is one of them. Now, you know, you can say they, that was always going to happen, but the amount of they didn't use they didn't um, exercise any executive privilege. There's there are redactions in this report. Ninety percent of it is available. Like ninety percent of this thing is is unredacted, just completely out there in the open. That's an unprecedented level of clarity sure, on that. Now, kind of, and I'm, not about, I'm not talking about now though, Jason. I'm saying. Over two freaking years, like oh, the way that he was acting wasn't, hey, here's my calendar that proves my innocence. It was, yeah, stop, stop talking, talking to about people. These, yeah, don't talk to him. Hey, you go tell this guy to go tell this guy to tell this guy that he's fired if he doesn't stop the investigation. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It, it's like, so in the end, if. Trump wouldn't know the right thing to do if it was staring him in the face, though. Like, then that's that's again, it's just more to the point where it's like, look, this guy's not guilty of what we said he was guilty of or what they thought he was guilty of. But oh my God, do not vote for this man. Like, this guy is awful. There's a my favorite story in this thing that I was reading is he called up um, the NSA director at the time and his deputy director. Um, forget about names. doesn't matter right now. Um, but he was yelling at them and saying like, you guys take steps to make announcements and make it clear. I haven't done anything wrong. And it's one of those things where it's like, what are you five? This, this is not a thing that they're ever going to be able to do. It's really inappropriate to ask them to do this. But he was trying to say what, I mean, on, from an idiot standpoint, he's really just mad that they won't tell the truth. But they're, that's not their job. Their job is to not just stand up there and yell like, hey, we're, we're not investigating this guy or he, he didn't do anything wrong. And it's like, but 
that's not your role. That's not what you're supposed to do. And he, the, the, they've already testified. They felt so odd. They were saying like, we've been in the intelligence world for years and we have never had an interaction like that before. And it was so odd that both of us agreed to write a memo recalling our exact, our best memories of that conversation. And we wrote it and we put it in the safe because we knew that, that was going to come back to bite us at some point. At some point, and they were right. <laughs> then comes the investigation, beaten at their door, and they're like, "Here, look, this is the conversation we have with them. We wrote it immediately after we hung up." It, he is surrounded by people. Like, it's in a way, it's a weird way. It's like it's a proof that the system itself works. You know, we've all been saying he's the victim of a deep state, you know, con job or something like that. And in the end, the deep state protected him. Because the rest of them weren't willing to do something so ridiculously stupid, and he has no idea. Like Paul McGahn may have saved his presidency by saying, "Like I'm not going to go and tell people to start firing Mueller." Like, and and if he had done it, then right. then we would be in we might be in a much more different kind of scenario. Now, knowing that there's no collusion, again, the intent is a really important thing. You have to have acted, and this is from the Mueller report, you have to have acted corruptly, knowingly. And that's – you see, your parallel is Brett Kavanaugh. My parallel is Hillary Clinton. I think it's crap that Hillary Clinton was not indicted because you know Comey, when really reading it out, saying, well, she just really didn't have the – she didn't act with intent. And what he means by that is that she didn't act with intent to harm the country to, you know, or like sell the secrets or benefit right. from the top secret information she mishandled. But that's a get out of that he's he's trying to spin it in a way to get her off. And the truth is, she did have intent. She had intent to conceal, to mishandle the information. That's why she had servers. The the servers are the smoking gun that in there. So you know, I'm sitting here saying Trump didn't have intent and never followed through. He would say, hey, go fire this guy, and then it would never happen, and he wouldn't follow through on it. Clinton said, let's hide this this stuff with that would obviously have top-secret information on it, and then they followed through and did it. They struck, constructed servers in their own house in their bathroom and then hid the stuff on there. And then when given the chance, they destroyed tons of that evidence. I mean so there's all these things that they actually did, not just intended to do or thought about doing but actually did. There was intent on the Clinton side. There's not intent on the Trump side, and it's not because he's an angel. It's because he's an idiot. He's he's too stupid right. to even act corruptly in this in this way, and because he wasn't stupid enough to be in a way smart enough, but he wasn't stupid enough. He wasn't smart enough to be trying to collude with Russians to get his this investigation, you know, to get to get the election won for him. Uh, it's it's such a weird thing. He's just he's so bad at the job that he can't do anything wrong with it either. You know what I mean? Like he can't he can't commit the crime. <laughs> right. No, I, I understand, but I don't I don't like I said. I mean, you know, I talk to my police officer buddies all the time. Right now, I'm obviously talking about more about petty, silly things, but like just because you don't know that you're going 90 miles per hour in a 40 mile per hour doesn't mean the fact that you were innocent of You're committing right. the crime. But that right. brings us that brings us back around to the loop there because that's a thing that is within your control and you take steps within your control to drive the speed you're driving. This is not what's happened here. It's not uh, that that the the reason they're not bringing the charges isn't because Trump just didn't know it was illegal. That's not what it is. It's that he didn't know enough to have acted corruptly. 
he didn't have any and, and, and you know he didn't have any intent to follow through because he never followed through. He would tell somebody – I mean there's, there's well-known stories that of President Nixon calling up – that he would get drunk in the middle of the night, call up Henry Kissinger and yell out, bomb Cambodia. Like those suckers need to pay. We're going to bomb Cambodia. And he would say right away, Mr. President, I'll, I'll draw it up right away. And he hang up the phone and then do nothing because he knew that Nixon was just blowing off steam and just wailing about ridiculous things and that he'd be completely different in the morning. And right. that's what would happen. Nixon would never bring it up again. Bombing Cambodia for no reason is a war crime. And had had Kissinger been stupid enough in, in, in a certain way to follow through on Nixon's orders, then Nixon would be guilty of a war crime. But – that's not really what happened. Nixon didn't really right. want Cambodia being bombed. He was angry and stupid and drunk and being Richard Nixon. Yeah. So, I mean, well. it's, it, but that's, that's the difference. That's the difference. That's why Nixon's not, I mean, we know that that happened. That is an actual thing that happened. Nixon's not guilty of that war crime. <laughs> right. Well, I guess in the end for me, what it looks like is I want to be drunk like Nixon was apparently because this whole situation has been crazy. Oh, I know. Um, I, I, so really, where does this leave us? It leaves us with no collusion and, and quote-unquote, up in the air, not an obstructionist, uh, quote-unquote, or question mark, hashtag what, you know, kind of deal. Well, um, and in the end, the, the the result here is, like I said, it's a political process, and there has been no real – there's no been no recommendation for impeachment because there's been no official recogni recogni recognition of a crime – so the question is what's Congress going to do? And Congress isn't going to do it. I mean, they just won't. There's not enough well, votes. There's not enough votes to move for impeachment. I mean, we could – I mean, in the end, we just have to wait and see. And we'll probably have a whole podcast talking about maybe kind of the fallout and the the way that I feel like it's going to play out. Um, could possibly. Yeah, that, I mean, it could possibly turn up. I mean, and if so, we'll, we'll talk about that at the time. Right, but, but right it's now, just a, the, the way the lay of the land looks right now is that there's no votes for that. Right, so we had two years of – a lot of, a lot of smoke and no fire, and, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's just, <laughs> it's over at least, hopefully, and we probably have another week or two before this kind of turns to embers, and then hopefully someone pees on those embers, and we don't have to, we don't have to deal with them anymore, you know. Put and, your and put I your just, hands in the air and enjoy the ride. <laughs> right, yeah, hopefully, but I mean, in the end, I think, you know, the big takeaway for me is. Where I feel like the Republican, you know, because like I said, I'm I'm a centrist. You know, I'll vote for a Democrat or a Republican based on what they say. And when when push comes to shove, the thing the Republican Party right now could do to kind of renew my faith in any form of conservative values at all would be to run a candidate against him. Amen. In 2020. Yep, but they won't. And and they won't. Right. We and, can have, yeah, let's, let's, we'll have our, we'll have our own little rants later on about the corruption right. of well, what I'm getting the GOP, at is, but yeah. yeah, I'm not necessarily saying that like as a, I want to go down that rabbit hole. I'm just saying that, you know, for me, that, that would be the way that, that they kind of bounce back from this because right now I feel like this is a very large blemish on the Republican Party as if the past two years of everything else that's been going on, uh, hasn't been enough of a blemish and the fact that he was even elected is a blemish. You know what I mean? Like there's just yeah. there's a lot of bruises I mean, here. Let's, let's not lift, let's not leave the Democrats uh, unblemished no. on this either. I mean, no, we literally no, had, either. we literally had senators saying, I have evidence that he, right. that yes. he colluded, oh, that he yes. did this. And 
I can't show it because it's all top secret. Maybe, and, maybe we get and a then reset. there's no conclusion. And they're like, right. well, oh, wait a minute. What you, get you guys are just here, lying to us? You know, over the next four years. You know what I mean? Maybe there is a reset. Maybe people think before they speak. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe uh, people start to, especially conservatives who scream so much about how much they're about conservative values, actually embrace those conservative values. You know, like maybe we start to see people kind of, you know, like bend our heads back towards reason. Okay. And, you know, I, I just, I feel like in the end, hopefully this has just been a four year reboot. And the computer is coming back online <laughs> and we can get back to a sense of normalcy. But that's that's about all my brain can can handle on this whole topic. And all right. Well let's cut it. Uh do you want to give the yeah. spiel or should I? You go ahead and give the spiel. All right. Like us on Facebook, comment, uh please, you know. I mean we just we handled uh I, I, I didn't mention it before, but we also handled a, another question from another listener in the middle of all that about uh whether or not collusion was is considered a legal crime and also about um, just how the fires of hate keep getting stoked for this. We, we handled that as well. Thanks to uh, another listener. So uh, please send stuff in. We, we will, we will take it under consideration uh, and we will, we will address it. Um, share us by God. We need the shares. That's how we are going to get bigger. Uh, and also please, we are now available on multiple platforms uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, a whole host. Basically, you can find if you if you listen to podcasts, if you, you can find us there. If you have if you have a hard time finding it, reach out to us personally, and we will get you to it. Um, we just need to keep growing. Missing anything? Nope. Excellent. Pleasure. We'll have to meet up again sometime very soon. Yep, sounds great. Thanks, everybody. Keep up alive. I'm not willing to lay down and die because I am an innocent man.